Welcome to You, Me, Empathy. Thank you for listening. We would like to remind you that this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Known as just a silly boy with a feely heart. Please consider supporting the show. Check us out on Patreon or simply leave a review on iTunes. Here is your host and creator of the show, Known Wells. Greetings, feely humans. Welcome to Yumi Empathy. Today on the show, episode 33, I talk with my friend Michelle Dalpont about fitness, body image, and doing what's right for you. All things we can probably relate to on some level or another. Uh, Michelle is uh, deeply ingrained in the fitness community. She is very passionate about weightlifting and fitness. And so I uh, I was kind of a student uh, in this episode. She taught me a lot. We explore uh, things like societal pressures of health and body image, mental health in the world of fitness, doing what's right for yourself, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, self-criticism, comparing ourselves to others, self-shame, body confidence, the fitness community at large, Instagram models, fitness entrepreneurs, or fitpreneurs. Yep, that's a thing. And I learned that, which is neat. And the power of doing your own thing. I was grateful for Michelle to, to share her background and her story. But before we get into episode 33, I just wanted to remind you, uh, if you could, go over to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and please leave a rating and review of Yumi Empathy there. It helps out the show. It's a free way. You hear that? Free way to support this show, this little podcast that I put out every week and don't charge you for. Not that I would ever do that, but uh, it would just be a, a great, it's a great way to support the show without having to spend money. And I would appreciate if you did so. I love you. Thank you for doing that. And uh, give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Yumi Empathy. We also have a great Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Yumi Empathy. Go, uh, go add yourself there and join the community. The last thing I'll say is, oh, look out for I'm going to be uh, creating a Yumi Empathy newsletter. So if you're interested in that, uh, look out for that. I'm going to be creating a sign-up form on the website, knownwells.com, N-O-N-W-E-L-S.com, pretty soon. So look out for that. Okay, enough of me blathering away. I love you. Thanks, thanks for being here, guys. This is episode 33 on fitness, body image, and doing what's right for you with Michelle Dalpon.
Welcome to You, Me, Empathy, a podcast about exploring the struggles we face in our day-to-day lives as humans trying to get by on this wondrous and overwhelming pale blue dot. The intent of You, Me, Empathy is to talk openly without judgment about our neuroses, our mental illnesses, our shared anxieties and worries, to create a dialogue that is vulnerable and deeply human and empathetic, and to share that dialogue with others to inspire emotional and cognitive collaboration and insight so we can, hand in hand, break down the stigma that make us feel shame and guilt for struggling, for feeling our feelings, for being human. You Me Empathy is a safe, friendly space designed to inspire the beauty in each of us. Today, I am breaking out the empathy barbells for a conversation on fitness and mental health with dog lover, self-professed fitpreneur, and most assuredly more ripped than I am, Michelle Dalpont. Hello, Michelle. Hi. Thanks for having me. Very excited to have you. You are in the studio. Mm-hmm. This rarely happens on You Me Empathy, which is exciting. <laughs> it's exciting for me, too. What do you think of the studio? I think it's lovely, and I honestly really love the pillows behind me. Yeah, it's exciting. It's uh, as, as I mentioned on the show before, it's like a, it's a library. It's also an office. It's a second bedroom. It's uh, the recording studio. It's like lots of things, as, as many rooms are uh, when, when you live in Southern California and you have not that much room. Yes, and you have too much correct. stuff. Yeah, too many it books. It feels like a safe space. Yeah. I think you've done well, I good, would say. Good, <laughs> good. Yeah, I, I I, was hoping for that vibe. So good. That's that's good to hear. Uh, well, today, listeners, we are talking about uh, the, the, the topic of fitness and mental health and those two things combined. And uh, Michelle herself is... is, is very into fitness um, as someone who who likes to get ripped. Um, I don't know what that means. Sorry, guys. But uh, she's she's into fitness and it means a lot to her. And so we're going to talk about that today uh, as it pertains to the world of mental health. But before we get to that, we always do an emotional check-in. How are you doing? How has your day? How has your weekend been? How is your week? I am actually doing very well, very, very well. Um, I've had a busy weekend, some unexpected fun things. Um, like yesterday, I went to a squat clinic. Whoa. Right? So okay. If I'm into fitness, I would definitely be, that would definitely be something that I'm doing, right? Okay. Um, so fun stuff with friends working what, out this weekend. What is a squat clinic? So essentially, um, someone well-known in the industry was actually conducting a free clinic where you could come to a, um, what do you call it, like a gym, right? Okay. And he would help discuss, you know, what the right form is and what you're doing wrong and like watch you do it and kind of go over the basics and what, Of you the know, squat. Is, right. Got it. It's a very difficult movement for a lot of people. Well, Got for it. most people. Yeah. And with a squat, you know, I... You know, I was I played soccer, so I know what a squat is. Uh, are you you have you have weights while you do the squat, right? Usually? Right. So you have a barbell essentially on your back while you got do it. it. Got it. Cool. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Yes. And you learned some things. And I learned some things. Do you like at these things? Do you meet other people? Are you like going to connect with other people in the space? Um, you know, I think that's always an angle of mine. You know, to find more fit friends. <laughs> okay. So, that's that's always something that I'm open to. My girlfriend actually invited me to it um, because she's also been uh, thinking about her form and, you know, like 
trying to figure out what's the best um, way for her to squat as well. So she knew I was interested in it and we're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. It was kind of a last minute thing. Nice. That sounds fun. Um, we'll get into this, but it seems like I'm going to hold, I'm going to pause on that, on that thought <laughs> okay. and, and get into my, uh, sort of emotional check-in this week. Okay. I recorded just yesterday, so I'm just going to talk about what happened this morning. Um, I had a really good run. Um, I, you know, I, I guess it was last month as of this recording, I, I did a, uh, 25k trail run. That's great. Up in San Luis Obispo area. And it was, and I've run a marathon before and, uh, so 25K is 15 miles for you guys, just so you're aware. And um, harder than the the marathon I ran. Like, it was the most brutal race I've ever done. Well, it's also on the trail, right? I mean, I oh, would think so that so much hills, and it was difficult. also way more difficult. Right. And it was raining, so it was super muddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, there that... were periods where, like, sliding, and you kind of have the, the mud clogs on your shoes, which, you know. And it wasn't supposed to be a mud run. <laughs> no, no. So, <laughs> okay. exactly. So, it uh, it was very difficult. So, I've kind of, like, since then, this was, well, I guess it was, yeah, last month. It was a few weeks ago. Anyways, my running, my nose itches. Uh, my running has not been... Um, consistent i've been hiking some and doing kind of shorter runs but this morning i got out and did a seven mile uh trail run which was um lovely it's a it's a lovely way to start the day i agree yeah do you like running um i used to a lot but i find that i mean even like walking my dog your mood just completely elevates when you're outside Mm, it's just so much better yeah no matter what you're doing if you take a short walk if you run you know outside is just so much better yeah i mean how do you like balance that as someone who um you know is lifting weights and that's that's gym stuff that's inside right Mm -hmm. well luckily the gym that i go to has an outdoor area oh that's cool um so there there's that and then i also play soccer oh you do Uh uh-huh wow nice so i get to be outside it's not during the day normally um it's at night but so that that helps too is like a, th- a league through the city or something? Yes. Nice. I did that for a period of time until I got sick and tired of humans. I have a pretty good team. I'm lucky. That's good. Lucky. Very That's lucky. Good. Yeah, I got tired of like, um, I don't know. I just played for soccer for so long and then I just got, got tired of young. I mean, I, I'm being like the old man now, but like young people, like hotheads, like want to fight and like, you know, people who don't show up or like show up at halftime or whatever and you lose because you're you have two less two fewer people you know that's that just that's definitely a struggle um my team is considerably younger than i am yeah (laughs) so i'm the old lady in the group yeah um but i kind of take it with a grain of salt because i figure that leagues like that one are just typically like that you know people decide to take road trips especially when you're younger i feel like people are a lot more fluid with their plans Mm. so i understand that but at the same time i feel like i try to you know kind of invite everybody and create a team dynamic and when you feel like you're more bonded to the people i feel like they tend to show up more so i don't know if that's like reverse psychology on my end or something but i try to do that yeah that's interesting i think that's a good uh, framework <laughs> to help. Yeah, it did. It, I just got tired of it uh, eventually, but that's cool that you're doing it. <laughs> um, we are, we are old. 
Yeah, well. Yeah. I think I'm you're younger 21. than I am. I still I think I'm still 21 in my head. At least my body thinks I can do, do a mind, lot of those things. Do uh, you relaying how old you are? No, no, I don't give a crap. Okay. Um, I'm 30. Okay. Yeah. So you are young. Yeah. Well, not compared to the people on my team. Yeah. I think there's some that are like possibly under 21. <laughs> I don't know. Yeesh, yeah. 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 So their energy levels all energy levels are a little bit different than mine. I cannot right. run up and down the field five times and then just be cool. I will be dead on uh, the side. <laughs> well, I mean, who says you can't get there? No, that's true. I mean, if I wanted to, if you I wanted could to. get there. But that's not part of your goals. No. Yeah, got that's it. That's not my style of soccer anyway. Got it. Well, um, so let's, let's get into fitness and mental health. I, I'm curious about, like, where where did it start for you? Like, you know, th- this, is this new for you, your interest in, in sort of lifting and fitness and like what, what sort of transpired prior to that, uh, that sort of inspired you to get into that stuff? Sure. So, I mean, I found myself, I like to do a lot of introspection and see what's going on with me, like my own check-ins, right. With myself and my emotions. And I just That's felt, super important. Right. It's very yeah. important. And I was going through a period where every check-in I was having, um, I was just not feeling good. I was just feeling depressed. And I didn't know why. And I was, you know, like, I just wasn't happy with mm-hmm. what I was doing. Um, and I always knew that I've always been active, I would say. Um, and at some point, I'm like, you know what? I just need to kick my butt into gear and get a personal trainer. And that's really where it started. Um, I was like, you know what? I need to do something different. I need to kind of shock my systems. And what's the best way to, you know, promote like a healthy lifestyle than actually doing like physical activity, right? I knew every time that I would um, work out more that I would feel better. So I figured that that would be just a positive influence in my life. Mm -hmm. So I started going to a personal trainer. Um, It got expensive very quickly. Yeah. Uh, So I had to try to learn a lot of things on myself. Um, And as I was doing research and going to the gym by myself, I got really invested in it and I started to do it more and more. And it just became something that it was almost like my coping mechanism. So every time I actually was sad, instead of going back to my bad habits of... I still would do it though, like order a pizza, have some wine, whatever. That's like my my thing, right? Sure. Um, I would force myself to go to the gym and then afterwards i would just feel 10 times better about myself i felt good about my body i felt more productive just it started to shift my mindset i would say and then i just became addicted (laughs) Mm -hmm. so what like emotionally what was going through your head you said you 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 know you had some bad habits in terms of like what you you felt sad you felt depressed anxious like what what was going on i felt like you know i I went from a lot of startups to like a corporate environment and I thought that that's what I wanted. And I felt very like disillusioned at some point. Mm. And I was like, why don't I feel satisfied with this? Like, this is what I thought I wanted. Right. Um, So I just was kind of in a funk with like my career. Um, Dating wasn't going very well. Um, Mm -hmm. It was just kind of everything really. And I just kept feeling really dissatisfied. And when I was doing reflection, I realized that most of the things that I was doing were distractions from the fact that I wasn't happy. So drinking or going partying at night or, you know, like trying to hang out with wrong people, just, you know, just bad decisions, right? Sure. All those things that would give you like a temporary high 
would crash very easily and I just wasn't very happy when I ended up, you know, not doing those things. Yeah. I was like, what's more sustainable? You know, what do I need to be doing versus distracting myself from, you know, not being happy? That's interesting. I, I So you were feeling disillusioned. You were feeling like you had no direction. You were feeling unhappy. Right. And you found uh, some of that happiness and um, direction in working out mm-hmm. and what like what um what about working out made it that way like was it the physical transformation was like talk about that a little bit i would say it's just the emotional state was the first one right i mean after working out it would be like a high right the harder you pushed yourself you'd be really tired and you'd be really proud of like your accomplishments because a lot of what weightlifting is, is, well, to me, is pushing yourself to um, new new limits, right? Hmm. Pushing the boundaries. And so I always like a challenge and accomplishing challenges always makes me feel very good about myself. So that was one thing. Um, but also my eating habits became a lot better. And I found that my body just felt better. I didn't feel so sluggish. I didn't feel so tired all the time. Um, and so just everything combined just made me feel a lot happier and a lot more um, upbeat, I would say. And did that, like, did those feelings, I mean, were you still in the corporate job? Were you still? Yeah, oh, I'm still at the corporate job. Okay. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of different things going on for me right now. Like, you know, I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm trying to find happiness in my corporate job. It's just something that I know that I'm doing right now Mm -hmm. um, to pay the bills Mm -hmm. um, because I'm also, um, you know, going into my own entrepreneurial adventure. So that's, that's also part of the fitness. I see. I could totally relate to that idea where um, you're doing a thing like your corporate job. Like I've definitely been in terrible corporate jobs where you do what you have to do to make the money, and then you have your other things that are 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 really your true passions, right? Right. Yeah, that's important. Those are important to have, mm-hmm. and when you can make them both the thing. Well, that's ideal. that's the idea, right? That's the goal, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It. You're working towards that. Yeah. So, how long have you been at this in terms of lifting weights and and sort of focused on fitness? Um, I just reached my one year anniversary in March. Congrats. That's right. My fitversary. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm a year and a month probably into, I would say, being more dedicated really to fitness. Than okay. I haven't in the past. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the um, emotional transformation. And I'll use an anecdote for myself in that. I talked about running earlier. Mm-hmm. Running is a huge part of my therapy, right? It's 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 essential, really, and it, it's it's a you know I go to talk therapy, but running is you know part and parcel to that process and my mental health. Um, it gives me great clarity of mind. It it helps me process things. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, all sorts of things. What what is the lifting due to your sort of mental state and your emotional state? I would say something very similar. I mean, it gives me clarity too. Um, you know, it's just something, it kind of just feels like home because I do it so much now that that's what I do and that's how I cope and that's where I process. And that's just kind of my safe space, you know? 
Um, I'll have a crappy day and I'll go and do it. And it's just like, oh, this is what I do. This makes me feel good. It makes me feel productive. Um, and honestly, when you're going through so many things or you have a lot of, you know, I always screw up anecdotes and metaphors and stuff, balls in the air, juggling, what, whatever that is. Sure. Um, you know, feeling that sense of accomplishment, like after a workout, especially one that you didn't want to do or dragged yourself to, I feel like it gives you a lot more mental clarity to be able to handle the other things in your life that are so difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, like what? I don't know. I mean, I think just life always throws you curveballs, right? It's, it's a lot never- of ball analogies <laughs> going on. <laughs> I know, right? It's soccer, maybe. I don't know. Um, And it's never quite the way that you think it's going to be, right? And to push yourself to get out of the mindset of, oh, no, why did this happen to me again? You know, like the poor me thing and take it as, well, how can I transform this into something beneficial for myself, right? And I think that's my mindset after fitness versus before is, you know, seeing a challenge and not being doing the self-pity party versus, mm-hmm. you know, taking it as in, within stride and trying to deal with it. I see. So Looking you're developing, yeah, you're developing some tools. You're, you're developing these disciplines to lift weights, to physically right. do this, this thing that's challenging. Right. And in, in, in so doing, you are um, learning things and you can apply those tackling sort of obstacles or, or, you know, uh, overcoming obstacles or whatever in all sorts of life, all facets right. of life, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. What, um, I'm very, so a lot of, th- I've talked a lot about on this podcast, the sort of the mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been reading for like six months now. I just, I put it down for a while and I picked it up again this week. Uh, this book called The Body Keeps the Score. It's a book uh, primarily focused on uh, PTSD and trauma and how we hold trauma in our bodies, our physical bodies. And a lot of the uh, sort of current way of thinking about treatment and and treating people who've gone through trauma is more body-based things like mindfulness, like yoga, like somatic healing, um, you know, even you know, even like the touch of like massage or whatever, like these are all sort of like more, more body-based healing modalities. I mean, I think it's true. You know, I, uh, if you listen to um, a lot of entrepreneurs too, they will tell you, you know, it's if your body is your temple, you know, and it's akin to the the success in your life, the more discipline you have, the better you're going to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess what I, uh, Thank you for that. I, I guess what I was uh, trying to get at is how are you how are you balancing those two things? Because in <laughs> my so my my um, albeit ignorant perspective on the world of fitness is um, like I'm wary of it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm I I'm skeptical of that space, and that's like a super unfair thing to say. No, it's not. I'm just wondering from which angle because I. I know what you're talking about. I yeah. just don't know if it's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll explain. But um, I, so one aspect of it is imbalance, right? Right. I personally feel like um, 
the foundational element of health is mental health. Yes, I agree with you. then the physical like really can't happen in a way that's pure and healthy. Yeah, I agree. So do you, what do you do? Are are you doing other things to sort of promote or support your mental health in addition to the lifting? I mean, yeah, there is, I mean, I don't just lift, right? I think that if you just lift, it's, you're kind of stupid. You mm-hmm. know, you have to, there's a lot of preparation. You have to do stretching. You have to do yoga. You have to take rest days. You can't just go, go, go 24-7. And to be actually, um, you know, a bodybuilder or a power lifter, you need to learn to, one, listen to your body, and two, to take those rest days and do the um, – the non-heavy, um, maybe not so sexy, like Instagram-worthy things when no one's watching because otherwise you really don't progress. You know, the best, I mean, the best uh, results that I've gotten are when I take rest days and I sleep and I do yoga and I stretch mm-hmm. um, because without that, it just, it's it's too much wear and tear. You have to, you know, everything in life, I think, is balance. Yeah. And are you getting that? that message in that world now that you're in that world are you getting that balance message that well i mean or is there pressure it feels like there's a lot of pressure in what aspect within the space itself and this is fully ignorant of me and also you mentioned instagram like that's that's a huge part of it probably i think that you know it's a lot of fitness is superficial Right. So it's look how I can look how I look. Right. It's it's more of a, a physical thing and less of a mental. And um, one, I don't agree with that. I think that that's a great byproduct of what happens when you're fit. Mm-hmm. But if that's the only goal to me, that doesn't seem balanced. Right. I mean, I don't like, for example, I have some friends that are very, very into it um, and do like bodybuilding competitions. Right. And. To do that, you have to be, one, very dedicated, but two, there's not really a lot of balance when you're doing that, right? Because you're, it's, it's really tunnel vision and you have to eat, um, like maybe the same meal five days in a row or very, very boring things, you know? And if that works for them, that's great and everybody's different. But for me personally, that would not work, right? I need variety and I need, um, you know, I, I think we is, all need variety. I would right. argue that that's not healthy, what they're doing. Well, the thing is, I feel like I have also let go of judging people a lot sure, more. Sure, that's good. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. what one person does in fitness is not what another person's going to want to do, right? Right. And I feel like with even within the fitness world, everybody is so judgy and quick to say that, oh, that person's not fit or, oh, they're not doing it right. And honestly, if you're active, if you are going for a freaking walk, I give you kudos, you know, because the thing is, I think just finding the level of health and fitness that personally suits your life is what you should be doing, not what everybody else is doing. Agreed. Uh, I think intent matters. Right. Right. I I think I'm personally sensitive to this because I'm like sweating over here uh, (laughs) because I don't know if you know this about me, but I had I had anorexia in my late teens and early 20s. You may have told me, but I'm not sure. And I, you know, um, it didn't come from a place the, the sort of impetus wasn't, you know, the sort of common mythology of anorexia is that it comes from a place of vanity. 
um, it, that does happen, but that certainly wasn't the case for me. It came out of this really deep depression and, and, and things like that. But nevertheless, I was restricting calories, right? Mm-hmm. And not eating. And I almost died because of it. And so I have, I have like this hypersensitivity to any sort of diets, any sort of like um, framework people are setting up where they're um, their intent of working out, for, for example, is to burn calories. And I think that is, um, disordered. I think that's, I think that's, you know, that's when you get into body dysmorphia and there's probably a lot of disordered eating in that world. I'm not saying on you. I'm just saying like, I have a sensitivity to that. And I, cause I, 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 I don't want that for people. It's, it's a, it's a hard life to live. It is. And I actually just posted something on Instagram about um, being self-critical because, you know, a lot of bodybuilders or I mean, I find myself even like, oh, I don't have the progress that I want. Like, I don't see the definition. Right. And I said, that, you know, self self-criticism is good. It's healthy. Right. Because you want to improve. You want to do better. Um, you want to change. Otherwise, you're stagnant. And you're bored and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's healthy. Um, but I said, like, once it crosses over into the line where you start to feel less about yourself and it diminishes your self-confidence, that's when you've crossed the line, right? It's healthy to be able to use it as fuel to push yourself. But if you're doing negative self-talk and feeling uh, low confidence as a consequence from it, that's when you know it's harmful instead. Mm. I think that's true. Um, also, you know... Probably not comparing yourself to others, too, is probably a good thing, right? Yeah, never compare yourself to others. You know, I mean, you can use people to inspire you, I believe, but everybody has such different body shapes and structures and lifestyles that it's just impossible and really stupid to to really do that, honestly. Mm-hmm. In the in the sort of community that, that you're in um, and, and the friends that you've made, I mm-hmm. assume, in, in that space, like, do you guys ever talk about mental health? Um, I have on occasion, um, my, my old personal trainer, actually, um, he kind of had a similar, um, story, except I I think he had PTSD. I'm not sure. Um, coming out of like the Marines and Mm -hmm. he became really into fitness and it became practically his world and he became a personal trainer. So it really transformed his life too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really talk about the mental aspect of it. We just kind of talk like nerds because we like, oh, did you try this or have you tried that or what are you doing wrong or how's it going? You know, just normal stuff like that. Yeah. Talking about your, your, the weights and the gains and and that stuff. Right. Just how's it going? What are you trying? You know, like, oh, have you seen this one exercise? Just Mm -hmm. very typical things. Where do you, um... Because I am ignorant, where do you like, where do you get the ideas to do certain exercises or, or where, where does all that come from? Is there like a, you know, probably many sources, I assume. Right. I mean, I like to follow people on Instagram that <clears throat> post things or I have um, admiration for either their dedication or how their body looks or the types of um, content that they produce. Um, I've been on YouTube, um, you know, just different things like that. Like social media, I would say, is more where I find it. Uh, but also being 
friends with, you know, personal trainers and kind of being in that type of community is it's really easy to just bounce ideas off each other. Hey, am I doing this right? Like sometimes I'll, I'll take a video of, um, you know, my form and I'll send it to one of them and be like, how does this look? Hmm. And you trust them to give you feedback. Yes. How do you know that, you know, the, the folks on Instagram are like doing things right? See, that's the thing. I would say that it depends what kind of um, fitness you're into. I mean, there's going to be the people that only do cardio and think that that's, you know, like just what they want to do. Or there's people that do powerlifting and they lift really, really heavy. You know, it's just it depends what your goals are. So you kind of have to tailor who you're looking at depending on that. Right. I mean, there's honestly some people that I have as friends that are like moms that will post live videos of them doing some like, I don't know, group workout, some TV, you know, really commercial thing. Yeah. Just to inspire people to do it every day. Hmm. Why do you think the um, the fitness space and in Instagram is such a like a cohesive thing? Cohesive? Meaning like why? I mean, I see. I mean, I don't follow May I follow you, but like, I don't, I mean, like, I just like see anytime, like I'm looking at like explore on Instagram, there's just like so many accounts that are like focused on, you know, health and fitness and like, why, why do you think that is? Do you have any insights? Honestly, I've thought about that before. And I feel like a lot of people look up to fitness uh, models or inspirations because they wish they had the discipline that these people have to go into the gym day in and day out. Um, a lot of the comments that I even get myself are like, oh, how do you do that so often? Or, oh, do you ever take a break? Um, you know, things like that. And my response is always, well, of course, you know, I'm mm -hmm. not a robot. I need to take a break. Um, I eat donuts, you know, like I'm, I'm human too, right? Um, but I think that a lot of that is just inspiration to kind of get to the next level and that's what i think that fitness is um, a little bit more of a mental thing than people give it credit for because i think that a lot of people aspire to be healthier and be more fit um and some people it's because of the wrong reasons well personally why i think is the wrong reasons like looking better right um but i think at the heart of it it's just it's a discipline that a lot of people don't have mm. that they wish they did mm-hmm and with that discipline, as we've talked about, and I've experienced myself, um, you know, comes more energy, comes greater clarity. You know, I'm I'm able to better focus on, you know, this podcast, for instance, because I've run that day or whatever, you know. So, right. there are a lot of benefits for sure. I, you know, I... <laughs> What, what are your, so you on your Instagram profile, you have fitpreneur. What does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I like making my own hashtags. That okay. means I'm a weirdo. <laughs> so fitness and entrepreneur, these two things combined. Right. What, what does that mean for you? So to me, that means a different type of lifestyle. Um, you know, like you came, well, you were asking, I think earlier, how do you balance that? And we never mm. quite got to, oh, well, yeah. I never quite got to answer that. And I think that, you know, 
part of me being an entrepreneur is the fact that fitness helped me get there. And so I feel like it's opened a lot of doors or opened my thought process into thinking that I can do things that I once thought were not possible. And so for me, combining the two words is kind of an inspiration, like one path to another, or, you know, like it just, they both go together for me. Mm -hmm. So that's my Hmm. reason I created that. Yeah. I didn't create it, but it was already there. Sure, sure. I don't know how popular it is. (laughs) It makes sense. I mean, it it makes sense. Like on one side, you're, you're, yeah, we talked about it. Um, What are your, you know, outside of like, obviously the personal physical and mental growth right you know what are do you have goals like in terms of business yes i do um i haven't really publicized publicized it to many people okay um it's in the works right now and essentially what i'm working on is actually something that's an app for fitness but it's not traditional i would say it's not traditional in the sense that most people understand fitness apps it's not a calorie counter it's not to track your workouts it's not to give you a gold star every time you check in right um it's not to lose weight and it's supposed to be a safe space for social media to exist because i feel like right now it's really housed on instagram but there's so many other things so much noise right hmm. And it's not necessarily, um, I think some of the ways that it's portrayed on Instagram isn't very healthy. It's not like a lifestyle. It's more of a, a fashion model thing, you know. Or a me. mechanism to For promote a, a thing. Right, exactly. Like, um, like a branding purpose. Like, look at me, I'm an expert, so I have other opportunities to make money, to, I don't know, right, whatever. This company's paying me millions of dollars to support this protein powder or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an Instagram, but specifically for fitness people. Yes. Okay. I would say that that's probably the easiest way to describe it. Okay. Interesting. um, So if you know any developers, (laughs) I do know developers. Yeah. I I work with developers. Um, I do. Uh, Interesting. Hmm. And, um, what, like, how, like, how are you just in the initial stages of that, I assume? I am. I am. Okay. I'm in the initial stages. Hmm. I'm trying to get off the ground right now. Gotcha. Interesting. What, you know, I want to ask you this. Like, when you, to go back to, like, the, what I, I think there's, there's a lot of, um, body dysmorphia in the world of, of fitness. Have you ever like run into any of that? Like in your own space? Um, I ha- not, or just like not disordered my friends. Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think it's very similar to mental health. I think that, um, awareness is a big, there's a big gap for awareness, right? Like people think that they know, but they really don't. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, people need to be educated more. So like, for example, when I, I try to be friendly with um, females in the gym because one, there's not that many of us. um, Mm -hmm. And two, like, I just feel like we need to stick together, you know? Sure. Um, Men are the worst. (laughs) They really are. (laughs) I agree. I hate hate that I am a man. (laughs) I I sincerely do. Um, So, you know, I always try to be friendly with females there. 
And, you know, I was getting questions by um, a lady in the sauna a long time ago. And, you know, she was kind of asking me, well, why do you lift or what do you do to work out? And I was telling her, um, you know, and she's like, oh, yeah, I've been really I've been doing these classes and they've been really great, you know. But, you know, I really wanted to ask you about the nutrition part. And she's like, should I eat after this class? And I just looked at her and I, I literally wanted to yell at her because I'm like, you should always eat. Like, there's never a time that it's a bad idea, you know? And people are so trained to think um, eating, le- at least for females, I don't know what it is for males, but for females, it's, you know, the less you eat, the better your body's going to look, the skinnier you are, or don't mm. eat meals after 6 p.m., or go on these like fasting cleanses and I don't believe any of that bullshit. Um, and so for me, my response was, of course you should eat. And then her, her question to me was, well, what should I eat? Mm-hmm. And I just said, any whole food, that's it. I was like, eat a protein, eat a vegetable, eat a carb, put them all together and have yourself a meal. Mm-hmm. I said, if you worked out really hard too, have some ice cream, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So she just looked at me shocked. She's like, oh, well, I don't know if I should. And I said, you you need to. It's interesting. And it's very disheartening to hear that. Um, I know. That's my point is the, the knowledge aspect. The lack of knowledge, right? Yeah. And the lack of awareness um, and the pressure, right? Again, women have – their lives are so much harder than mine. <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks. This is um, true. And you talk about like – you know, the magazines, Instagrams, you know, all these things like the, the the societal pressure of looking thinner or being healthy or being fit or whatever. Like, I would love to see personally your app or whatever or something in the space that is specifically about like mental health awareness in the fitness space. Because <laughs> I feel like that is lacking. Yeah, I mean, I think... Honestly, I don't think it's the fitness space. I think it's everything. It's everything, for sure. I feel like if it was, I mean, this I've thought about this before too. I feel like mental health should be a curriculum in school. You know, a lot of adults lack even, even aside from like anxiety, depression, you know, things that actually most people encounter and don't realize that they do. Um, like emotional intelligence is so huge to having relationships. And there's so many broken relationships and people don't realize you know, understanding their emotions and figuring them out and, um, you know, allowing yourself to feel stuff is very important, you know, and especially for males, because it's like, you know, you're not grown up to bond in that way. That's not, you know, how you, um, how male friendships are typically made to be out. Yeah. Societally speaking. Yeah. And I I think um, you're right. Like, I I think, I mean, that's why I do this podcast is (laughs) because we need to, (laughs) we need to talk about our feelings and, and, and we're of the age, you know, I'm 36 where growing up, you know, I, I didn't have that certainly. And it's it's certainly not in school, Um, but it should be. It should be, and it, it, you know, I, I think um, it's getting better and better, but what we're talking about is awareness of emotions and feelings and emotional intelligence, use, use that word, which is right, right on, um, and having those conversations. And it starts with parents, for sure. Right. Um, but it also means, like, 
you in the gym talking as well, right? And, and, and um, talking to that woman and saying, hey, no, you need to eat. That's, that's important. And here's why. Um, I think we all need to be, you know, sort of arbiters of that. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, of that knowledge about awareness of mental health and, and how that impacts our physical health. Especially like in the gym where you you need to have the right motivations for doing the things and you need to have the right energy to achieve your goals and all those sorts right. of things. So, And it's always like a hard line. I mean, I think, not a hard line, well, hard to know where you're overstepping, right? Because I can be an advocate all day long, but I don't want to badger someone over the head with something that doesn't make sense for them, you know? Um, so it's, yeah, it's, I mean... You come from a place of empathy and compassion and exactly. I think I think people just need to speak up more, right? And not continually um, you know, keep the loop going of all the negativity for for bad bad habits and bad um I don't know, cultural standards I would say. Well, I I agree and I hope that you're one of those people and then you will inspire others to do the same. And I hope that I'm that way for others. And I hope more people will listen to this podcast and realize, oh, I need to talk about this stuff because it's important for my foundational health if I want to, like, live a life that's, you know, magical and worthy and all the the great things that it can be. Mm -hmm. But if we're not, like, addressing the the mental aspect of it, it's it's a long, hard road. (laughs) It is. It is. Yeah. I agree. I mean, what do you have you had uh, any troubles, uh, struggles with anxiety or depression, things like that? Oh, yeah. I've, um, it, I mean, growing up in my household, I think I didn't know it as a teenager, but I had a lot of anxiety and depression. Um, and my parents were like very traditional. I don't know if it's Catholic or Latin. I'm Hispanic. I'm not quite sure which mm. one. Maybe a combination of the two. I would say a combination yeah. of the two based on my experience. Yeah. Um, and I grew up and I actually asked to see a therapist. I remember when I was in high school. And, oh, wow. And my mom, well, I don't know if it was my mom. Maybe it was my dad. Maybe both of them um, just pretty much told me, no, like that's, you can figure it out. Kind of like it's in your head, right? Like they didn't believe like in mental health. Mm-hmm. And I was against that and I thought it would be helpful. And I'm like, you should go there too, Mm. you know, and which is, I don't think a very common thing for a teenager to request or say even. Yeah, that's Um, very strong of you. Yeah. And I just got pushed to the side. So Mm. when I became an adult, I would say my, um, my first like real, well, serious relationship where I had to actually deal with adult things, um, it came up, it came up a lot. And I just, I didn't know what was going on and why I was so anxious and what was going on pretty much. So I started going to therapy. Oh, good. Um, and it really helped. And, Great. you know, but like showing up is really difficult in the beginning and you have to be uncomfortable. But that's like anything in life, right? The same thing for fitness. You got to show up and yeah. be ready to be it's uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable and you're right. going to have to be a little vulnerable. Yeah, and exactly. Address your own fallibility, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I started going to therapy and I um, I started looking forward to it. Like I would dread it, but also look forward to it because I felt like a sense of relief after. Sure. 
Um, yeah. And it completely changed me. And I, I talk to people all the time. I mean, the mental health part is, you know, very um, essential. You know, if people tell me, oh, I'm taking medication or they seem super shy about telling me that they're struggling. I'm like, I went to therapy. I took anxiety medicine. I was like, there's nothing wrong with you. Good. Good for you. You know, That's because good. there is such a big stigma around it and there shouldn't be, you know, like why, for example, like why is fitness everybody seeks like fitness right and it's like something that's culturally in the eye is positive right but mental health there's this stigma why it's health right it's still health yeah it should be like a positive thing if you're seeking help for it who the fuck cares well you're doing something good yeah you're something positive right yeah well it makes sense and in i my, completely logically agree speaking in my head that's how i think <laughs> yeah no it, that totally makes sense and it, it makes sense also that um the physical health side of things would be the easier one for people to grasp, right? The mental health is, as I've talked about on the show a lot tangible. of times, it's complex. Our scientists still are learning things about our brain and how right. that works and, 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 you know, figuring out, you know, like I said, just 10 years ago or 15 years ago, the sort of common modality to address trauma was having uh, patients just relive it. And talk about it over and over again. Eventually, they realized that didn't work, and so you know, coming, you know, it's it's always changing. And so, but the physical side, you know, you do bi bicep curls or whatever, and your biceps grow. You know, like it's it's like a very it's a it's it's a much easier thing to grasp. You know, mm -hmm. so it makes sense. Um, but um, yeah, mental health so important. Talk so about right. your feelings, guys. <laughs> they're important. We all have them, and they're all valid. Mm -hmm. I always say that they're all valid. It's 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 be kind to yourself, and th and then and then you're creating this this thing where you're you're able to look at those emotions and right. and and have the opportunity to learn about them. But like letting yourself—that's one of the things I learned in therapy—is letting your emotions actually be valid, no matter what they are. If you think they're crazy, right? Because a lot of times people have these emotions, but one, they don't express them. So they bottle up into these horrible scenarios, um, you know, or they just feel guilt and shame for it. And it's so it's, I mean, it's not helpful to anyone. Well, and the guilt and shame is probably usually coming from external right. sources, and, right? That are my, out of your control. Well, the thing is a lot of people are negative. The other thing I realized is a lot of people are negative influences on your life. And the people who make you, feel like your feelings are invalid should be out of your life like just like a snap like that's not something you need and sure. that's what i would tell people you know yeah like if someone makes you feel they say they care about you and they make you feel like your feelings are invalid or don't try to work through it with you you need to get rid of them yeah those are healthy boundaries right good boundaries self -care. that's another good one boundaries yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's another good topic yeah we i talked about that in episode 12 yeah with paul gilmartin yeah very important mm-hmm so what what else do you want the listeners to know about, um, I guess, what you are about, what you're doing, and um, yeah, that, those things? Uh, I think we covered a lot already. Okay. Um, yeah, no pressure. Yeah. Uh, you know, my message is always talk about your feelings, right? Sure. Like you said, no matter what they are. Um, create, we didn't really talk about this, but creating boundaries, you know, like not being afraid to say or speak up when you think something's wrong or you're uncomfortable, like even telling someone that they make you uncomfortable, like 
that's valid. Yeah. Like people are afraid to, to even voice that. Right. And also like a good example of that maybe that, that you would encounter or have encountered in the fitness space is feeling maybe a, a pressure of some sorts to do a thing or whatever. Yeah. I mean, and speaking up and say, Hey, that's, that's actually not right for me. Right. right. Like the, that's the thing. It's like people think that they have an idea of what you should be doing. I mean, I've been told in the gym, oh, you shouldn't. Why are you doing that? By men. Yeah. By men. Mansplainers. Oh. Uh-huh. Worst. Why are you doing that? And don't you want to get like cut? And I said, no, I want to get strong. And I remember this guy looked at me like I I spoke like Chinese to him. Um And it's like one, being able to say those things, you know, and that's great. And two, just. I think taking up space, My another message I have is like for women listening to this, if you are into fitness, do not be afraid to take up space in the gym. You have mm. every right to be there as much as the men do, no matter if you're doing your booty exercise, no matter what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. You know, because a lot of women I see like go into the gym being very timid. I mean, I was one of those people feeling very intimidated. Um, and just because you don't know something doesn't mean you don't you don't have the right to be there. That's beautiful. Yeah. I think that's a great lesson for anything. Take up space. You deserve it because you're a human with feelings. Yeah. Take up space. Do never be afraid to be somewhere. Do not let anyone make you feel uncomfortable. You have just as much right as everybody else. Yeah. And the dudes just uh, screaming and and while they do their curls and (laughs) staring at themselves in the mirror, turn the other way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or just give them a dirty look. I mean, if they give you a dirty look, give them one back. <laughs> I haven't set foot in a gym in, in a long time. Um, I do push-ups and stuff at home and, and silly, you know, I work with the horses and things like that. So, I, I work my body, but mostly it's uh, mostly it's my legs that are getting a lot of work with the running and stuff, hiking and things like that. Yeah, but yeah. that's what you enjoy. That's what works for you. So, work, works for me. doing it. Yeah. Totally. Well, uh, let's let's uh, wrap up the show talking about empathy heroes. Okay. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I don't. I'll care. let you go first, okay. so I know what it's supposed to sound like, or <laughs> yeah, sure. What the model is <laughs> that way. <laughs> well, I've broken the model because I've 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 done this many times, but my empathy hero uh, this week is Victor Hugo. Okay. And he said the quote. Those who do not weep do not see, which is something I love. Uh, and it's just a good reminder of, um, A, that crying is normal and valid and good and, and can bring a lot of healing. And B, just the sort of like the other facet of that is exactly what you're, what we're talking about is, is feelings are important and valid and we all experiencing experience them. And if you... um. Shut yourself off from that. You're not going to grow and learn and and stuff. And also, Victor Hugo is just an amazing writer. So I want to. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to call call that out. So, Victor Hugo, you are my empathy hero this week. Now to you. All right. I my empathy hero is my friend um, Jen. So hi Jen. <laughs> she, I'm going to make her listen to this podcast just so she knows. She Good. Has a shout out. Yes. <laughs> Um, but she, you know, she's one of the few people that's super, super considerate in her actions towards everybody, almost to the point where it's excessive. <laughs> um, and I would say that no matter what problem I've gone to her with, she always makes it feel very, very valid and tells me 
not to worry about it and to have confidence in what I'm doing. So I'd say she's my empathy hero on a pretty good basis. That's great. Yeah. It's so important to have those types of people in our lives. It really, really is. And you we, have to. Right. Right. And my, another message for everybody is choose your friends wisely because you sure. need those positive people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just need people that are, are loving and supportive and, and um, accepting of who we are. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. we're all, you know, wacky and screwed up. We're all and trying to figure it out. And yeah, we're all on this overwhelming pale blue dot <laughs> together. Right. right. That was a great, great intro, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, uh, Michelle, um, do you uh, do you want to plug your Instagram account? Where, where can people connect with you? Um, yeah, that would probably be good. OK. Do it. What is my Instagram account? Yeah. I think it's just Michelle D. Noir. Oh, yeah. That's Michelle right. Michelle D. Noir. So Michelle yeah. with two L's, D as in dog, and then Noir. That actually started because I like Pinot Noir wine. I love Pinot. It's the best. Yeah, and Noir sounds cool. So why not? Yeah, I like it. And I'll, I'll make sure to link that in the show notes, guys. Well, uh, Michelle, thank you for being on You Me Empathy. Thank you for... Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I learned some things. I, I was enlightened a little bit about the world of fitness. I, as I mentioned, I'm very ignorant. So I, I appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thanks for having me. This was great. Of course. You're welcome. And to you listeners, as always, I'm here. You're here. We're here together on this wayward, overwhelming, awe-inspiring pale blue dot. We have each other. It's you, me, empathy. <laughs>